The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Did anyone out there hear of a guy by the name of Eddie Jacobson? And by the way, what you're about to hear now, I know it's going to sound so incredible. You can go out and Google this story. You'll see the details. And I, I'm hoping that it'll blow you away the way it really it took, me, took me by storm. I know that if I would ask you, did you ever hear of uh, Ben-Gurion, your answer would be yes. If I'd ask you if you ever heard of Moshe Dayan, probably. Chaim Weitzman, yes, probably as well. But if I turn and I'd ask you, did you ever hear of someone by the name of Eddie Jacobson? I think you'd probably draw a blank, just like the way I did before I heard this story. Let me tell you this incredible story. Back in the year, in 1948, Chaim Weitzman was on his way to the United States He was on his way to the White House. He was scheduled to have a monumental meeting with President Harry Truman at the time. Now this was really an important meeting. The UN was going to vote on that famous vote whether the United States and the countries of the world were going to recognize the state of Israel. And if only Chaim Weizmann can convince Harry Truman that the United States should vote in favor of recognizing the state of Israel all the other Western countries would follow suit as well. This was an important meeting. However, when Harry Truman heard that Chaim Weitzman was on his way to the White House, Truman sent Chaim Weitzman a message. Don't bother coming. Turn around and go back to Palestine. And then the word came out. You see, a few weeks earlier, there was a delegation of Israelis that came to the White House and sat with President Harry Truman. And the conversation, the negotiations, didn't really go the way the Israelis wanted to. And they got very upset, and they started to yell and scream at President Truman. The president was so upset that they were screaming and yelling at him in such a disrespectful way that he stormed out of the meeting, and he promised to himself he will never help Palestine or Israel or any of the Israelis that will turn to him in the future. And he was staunch said on his promise that he was not going to change his mind. Sure enough, weeks later, here is now Chaim Weitzman coming to the United States to speak to Harry Truman about voting in the UN to recognize Israel as a state. Truman held well to his promise. He was a very strong-hearted person. And he said, no way. You remember what they did to me weeks ago? There's no way I'm going to look or even talk to one of them again. I don't want to hear about Palestine or Israel. Tell them to turn around and go home. And there was nothing that they were able to say or even apologize that was able to bring Chaim Weitzman into the White House on that very important meeting. Well, the Israelis got an idea. Word has it that there was a young Jewish man by the name of Eddie Jacobson who was Harry Truman's best friend. They said, what? President Truman has a best friend, a Jewish guy? Who is this guy, Eddie Jacobson? It turns out that Eddie Jacobson grew up in Kansas. He came from a family from Europe in the early 1900s who, due to business reasons, decided to settle down in Kansas. At the time, Eddie Jacobson was only 15 years old. He ended up meeting a boy a little bit older than him by the name of Harry Truman, 
who they became best friends together in Kansas. And then World War I broke out, and both Eddie Jacobson and Harry Truman were both drafted into the American, into the United States Army. The way the Hashgacha had it, the way Hashem ran this genius plan of Hashgacha, Eddie Jacobson and Harry Truman, best friends, turned out to be in the same unit, in the same platoon in the army as well. They literally fought side by side through World War I. Rumor has it that Eddie actually even saved Harry, Harry Truman's life once in the war. And they stayed, remained best friends, and now through the war in the same unit, they were fighting buddies and blood brothers. Finally, World War I is over. Harry Truman and Eddie Jacobson, best friends, survivors of the war. They come back to the United States, and they come back to Kansas, clicking their shoes together with their eyes closed, saying, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. They come back to Kansas and start over a life again anew. And now, as best friends, Eddie Jacobson and Harry Truman go into business together as business partners. They opened up a men's store, something similar to a Barney's, a whole array of different men's clothing, one-stop shop. They were very successful at first, until, until 1929. 1929, the Great Depression here in the United States. The stock market crashes, and all small businesses go belly up. And so too, Harry and Eddie's men's store business goes bankrupt, and they lose everything. Harry decides that he's going to try his hand in politics, and he's going to go his own way. Harry Truman goes into politics, while Eddie Jacobson decides that he's going to go back into business and give another shot. Eddie Jacobson goes on and becomes successful in business, and Harry Truman goes on into politics and becomes very successful as well, making his way up till finally elected as the President of the United States. President Harry Truman, with a Jewish best friend back at home, an old business partner, a war friend and buddy, all the way back from the young days in Kansas, Eddie Jacobson. The Israelis call up Eddie, and they say, Eddie, Israel needs you. The Jewish people need you. You have to help us. We know that you're Harry Truman's best friend, longtime friend and business partner. Now's your moment for your people. We desperately need you to go to the White House and speak to Harry Truman and plead with him and ask him please to reconsider and get him to meet Chaim Weitzman. If he doesn't meet him, the United States will not vote to recognize Israel in the great UN vote of 48. Please, Eddie, you got to do this for the Jewish people. Eddie smiles and he says, what are you talking about? I haven't spoken to Harry Truman in years. You know, we were old friends many, many years ago, but once he became president, we were totally lost touch. You expect me to just walk into the White House and just say, hi, Harry, how are you? I need you to visit, I need you to meet Chaim Weitzman. It doesn't work that way. <coughs> He's the president of the United States. They pleaded with Eddie. They said, Eddie, you don't understand. God forbid. Could you imagine? We just came from a Holocaust. The Jewish people, they need a place to start coming back home to. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before I go on with this story, I don't want you to think for one minute 
that anything that you're about to hear goes to credit to anyone this all you're watching as we unfold are the pieces of the puzzle that Borei Olam was from behind the scenes manipulating with incredible hashgacha pratit all of this was Hashem's master plan step by step to reopen the doors of the Eretz HaKodesh to allow it to make it easier for Klal Yisrael to come back to Eretz Yisrael how many Baalit Yeshuvah how much did we gain from the moments that we were able to come back to the Eretz HaKodesh even under these days of Galut nonetheless let me tell you the brilliant plan of Borei Olam for it's only he who gets the credit of everything and here are the pawns in the story they're pleading with Eddie Eddie please for the Jewish people they need a homeland they need a place to come back to after a Holocaust this is your moment for the Jewish people don't let your people down Eddie says well if you put it like that how could I say no I'll do it but my results are not guaranteed at all I'll give it a shot but I don't think I'm going to succeed Eddie stepped up to this unbelievable moment of a calling and he traveled out to the White House and you know in those years in 48 you were actually able to walk right up to the front door of the White House he walked up to the front door and knocked Secret Service came out and he said could you please let the president know that a man from Kansas by the name of Eddie Jacobson is here to see the president when they went into Truman and told him that Eddie, Eddie is by the front door the president was so moved he was thrilled he came running out of the Oval Office and he ran and gave, ha- and gave Eddie a hug Eddie I haven't seen you in years it's so good to see you my friend what brings you to Washington you were sightseeing you're in the neighborhood come on in he brings him into the Oval Office he sits him down he says tell me Eddie let's catch up on old times they talk about family they talk about the old days and then finally he says so tell me Eddie what are you doing here and Eddie Jacobson he uh, he looks down for a moment he smiles and he says Harry I need to ask you a really big favor he says go ahead Eddie anything ask whatever you need tell me whatever you need and Eddie smiles and he says I really need you to do this favor please can you meet to can you meet with Chaim Weitzman he's on his way here I'm begging you please for the Jewish people just meet with him once Harry Truman he gets so upset he stands up he's red in the face and he says what they put you up to this do you know what they did to me do you know they had a whole delegation of guys who came down here yelling and screaming at me you know how disrespectful they were I'm the president of the United States I made a promise no Palestine no Israel I will not help anyone that has anything to do with that the answer is no Eddie don't even bring it up again the answer is no Eddie drops his head okay if the answer is no the answer is no Harry Truman was still all shaken up 
He turns around and he's looking out the window. He wouldn't even look at Eddie. And Eddie says, well, I guess I got to be going, Harry. Eddie stands up and he's about to leave. And suddenly there's a little voice inside of him. And this little voice, this little voice of a neshama cries out to Eddie. Eddie, mamash, the words of Mordechai to Esther. Im if you're going to stay quiet at this moment, Hashem has many ways of saving the Jewish people and bringing them a homeland. But who knows? Who knows why all these years? Who knows why you were brought up in Kansas? Why you were meant to meet at such a young age a young boy by the name of Harry Truman who later on you were going to go to the army with and somehow end up in the same unit to come back to go into business with as a partner, to later on be the best friend of the future president of the United States of America. Don't you think it was for this moment? Don't you see that everything in your life evolved around this calling? Are you going to walk away now? Could you possibly stay quiet? Eddie turns around. And he says, Harry... Truman turns around and looks at him. He says, Harry, I see on your desk that you have a statue of Andrew Jackson. I remember his kids. Your role model, your idol, your icon, as growing up was always Andrew Jackson. He used to read books about Andrew Jackson. He used to tell us stories about Andrew Jackson. And he used to tell us always how much he meant to you. Harry Truman says, yeah, that statue on my desk, every time I look at it, it gives me tremendous strength to go on to be a leader and the American president. I told you, if you remember when we were young, that one day I, like Andrew Jackson, is going to become president. And take a look, here I am today in the Oval Office. And he says, yes, I, I remember. I remember that Andrew Jackson meant the world to you. I know that he was your role model in life. I know what he meant to you. Harry, Mr. President, says Eddie. I want to tell you something. I also have a role model. And his name is Chaim Weitzman. And as much as Andrew Jackson means to you, Chaim Weitzman means to me, and maybe even more. Harry, I'm asking you, please, for me, meet with Chaim Weitzman. You don't have to say a word. Just hear him out. Just hear what he has to say. Please, Harry, for me. Truman gets all quiet. He turns around and he looks back out the window of the Oval Office and he stands there for over a half an hour in silence, just looking out the window, trying to make a decision. Now, Eddie was a little nervous. The last time Harry Truman looked out of that window for a long period of time, Harry Truman looked out the Oval Office window for two and a half days when he made that famous decision that you and I all know about when he decided to drop the atom bomb on Hiroshima to end World War II. And now here is Eddie staring at the back of the head of Harry Truman as he's looking out that same fateful window making another decision that's going to have tremendous historical ramifications. Eddie was only hoping that this time too he doesn't turn around and drop a bomb on him. After a half hour, in silence, Harry turns around 
and with a smirkish smile he looks at Eddie Jacobson and says all right Eddie for you I'll meet him I'll meet Chaim Weitzman I'll meet him for you the next day Chaim Weitzman came to the White House the the meeting went fantastic very well and only days after that President Harry Truman the United States of America through the great Hashgacha and the genius plan of Borei Olam stood up to be from the first of the western countries to endorse and recognize the state of Israel and all the other western countries followed in suit this is a moment that a Jew is standing by a mission and a calling in life could you imagine how much is riding on that moment how much we need to deliver at those times and every time the phone rings it might not necessarily always be as magnanimous and huge as the great callings of Esther HaMalka in the house of Ahasuerosh it might not have been this unbelievable moment of opportunity for an Eddie Jacobson growing up in Kansas best friends with a Harry Truman later on to become president of the United States but every single phone call is a big deal to you because that might be the beginning of your calling your mission your legacy of why Borei Olam put you here in this world and again the secret to big people starts with small opportunities it could be a chesed it could be the ability to bring shalom between neighbors it could be the ability to bring shalom between family members it could be the time or the moment that you could step up and say a nice word to make a shiduch for a young man or a young girl that's been waiting their whole life to finally have the opportunity to start a home of their own it could be a chesed that someone needed so desperately at that moment even if it wasn't convenient for you to do it at that moment but it was a calling and if they called upon you it was meant for you nothing happens randomly there's no coincidences in this world if you got that call Shamayim is waiting in hush waiting to see what are you going to do with this moment what are you going to do with this opportunity close your eyes and jump in the results that Borei Olam already has all worked out miracles upon miracles he'll throw our way just to get our opportunities to succeed and be successful and fulfilling our place is to decide to jump and deliver and the more we deliver the more opportunities we get to deliver in the future as well nobody wants to go through life being ordinary we all have the unbelievable kohot to be great people here's the secret of being a big person it starts with small opportunities enjoyed this story come again bring a friend stories to inspire dot org